Welcome to the Art of Encore Living, presented by Creative Our Purpose. This show is for entrepreneurs, people in midlife building a part-time online lifestyle business that makes a difference while they make a living. I'm your host, Scott Perry, Encore Life Coach, helping people in midlife define the difference only they can make and turning it into a fulfilling part-time coaching business that funds their retirement. You can visit creativeonpurpose.com and get started with our free resources. Don't die with the difference only you can make. So inside, it's time to live your legacy. Let's meet today's guest. Melissa St. Clair, delighted to have you on the broadcast. Please introduce yourself, tell our viewers who you are, where, uh, what you're up to, and where you can be found online to learn more about the difference that you make. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. I am so pleased to be here today. Um, Melissa St. Clair. I am a communications and standard operating procedure specialist with Paper Chaser Biz LLC. And that is a certified military spouse-owned enterprise. And what does all that mean? I'm a virtual assistant by trade, uh, providing online office support to amazing solopreneurs. Melissa, I would love for you to just start with uh, a little bit of your backstory. I know that um, the paper chaser uh, business is just really a part of the difference that you're making out in the world. I'd love to hear a little more expanded um, version of what that is. But also, just tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got from you know where, where you were to where you are now. I'm imagining that little nine-year-old Melissa did not wake up and say, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to be a virtual assistant. I'm going to start my own business and do this <laughs> whole sense of the backstory and the origin of, of how you came to be doing what you're doing. Well, I love that you kind of led with that because actually in fifth grade, I kind of did know. Um, when we did career exploration, I wanted to be a secretary because my mother was an HR professional and worked in an office. And I thought, oh, that's what I would like to do. So I made this whole beautiful trifold brochure back in the day about secretary and what all that entails. And Little did I know, you know, fast forwarding that I am a virtual uh, version of that. So, uh, but in between there, um, I have a background of business management, executive office. So then working at the local chamber early on as a military spouse, I was so inspired by the entrepreneurs there and knew I would be moving eventually. So I wanted to thrive professionally alongside my active duty service member. And thanks be to God, somehow the virtual assistant industry came across my radar. So I thought, hmm, I could do that. Uh, so I combined that uh, business background and executive office with the technology that was available. Okay, back in 2006, uh, and just leapt into the uh, virtual assistant world, and I'm so glad I did. It has been an incredible portable career for me as I moved around from duty station to duty station with my U.S. Marine. So, and totally changed my paradigm about what PCS, permanent change of station, or moving meant for me personally and professionally, with each move, I was able to build my network, meeting new professionals at each station. So it's really been a win-win-win uh, as a 
as a career choice. Well, what's interesting about the fact that you actually did have felt that there was a call very early on in your life to be doing something very similar um, is really interesting to me because one of the exercises that we take people through uh, with the art of uncle living is, you know, a lot, a lot of times our calling, the, the work that we're meant to do at any point in life is tied to the things that we love to do, were most of you felt called to as children. So uh, I, I love that you can find that connection, that thread that kind of weaves through the tapestry of your life that really does start from a very early age. So that's that's a really um, interesting insight. I appreciate you share, sharing that. And Melissa and I, I, I can't remember, I think we were introduced to each other through Kelly Artist, is that right? Or was it Elizabeth Ford, Boardman? Elizabeth, yes, yes. So, um, my beginnings as a public speaker and a coach uh, were in speaking to military spouse groups, and that's how Melissa and I got connected. So just want to sh share appreciation for the work that you do as someone that is supporting someone that is serving our country and, and keeping us protected. Um, it's, it's meaningful and, and important work, and you do it with such grace and with such dignity. And I'm going to use that as a reason to kind of shift a little bit and to some of the other things I see you doing online, which speak very much to the creative and the brand Creative On Purpose. And I wonder if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about some of the other things that you're doing outside of your work as a virtual assistant. Sure. So, uh, and I guess this um, track, new track, new path for me, um, also had origins in my early days uh, because as a young girl, uh, I was an only child. So I turned to poetry to kind of process those things that you can't talk to anybody about, questions and ponderings. Um, and I think my mother might still have like that orange bound notebook of words that I wrote, I, but uh, I don't know, I'll have to ask her. Um, but that, that was uh, dormant. Then fast forward to uh, George Floyd and social injustices that were happening um, that were before our eyes repeatedly on video, on the news. Uh, and so uh, it, I was compelled to do something. Uh, so I was introduced to a conflict resolution strategist who was offering a course for white people to take a journey uh, on the matter of race. And through that, uh, to again, process those thoughts and questions, um, somehow I could not sit down and write sentences and paragraphs. It's the answer started flowing in form of poetry. So, that's uh, something totally new from 2020 to today, um, but it has been very powerful and has put me on a new path, an additional path. <laughs> and so what I love about witnessing that part of you online and, and, and during some of your videos at spoken word events and, and so forth, and just uh, how inspiring it is to see you heed uh, a call around a moment in our time. Um, mm -hmm. This idea of living a purpose-driven life, um, doing purpose-driven work, 
it's not always just about what we do to make a living, make ends meet, take care of our responsibilities. It's not monolithic or something that happens in the silo. We are many splendid beings and uh, have a variety of facets and interests. And I just want to applaud the way that you are exploring all of these things. And you, again, really masterfully are um, doing kind of, it seems like you're doing all these things at once just by what I see online. And that speaks to an idea that we talked about that I'd love, love your perspective on, which is, you know, we live in a world where we're encouraged to seek work-life balance. Um, personally, I've always found that to be just an invitation to shame and suffering. Because I don't know about you, Melissa, you're, you're much more talented than I. Maybe you found it, but I've never found it. I've never found that perfect balance of this is my personal life, this is my business life, this is my musician life, this is my grandfather life, and, and so forth. But what I have found is that being integrated and just mm -hmm. showing up fully and wholly as who I am, sufficient as I am, striving to be more and do better with the poor people I care about, everywhere I go, in whatever role I happen to be playing in a moment, whatever identity people see me in at any moment, um, allows me to be maintain my sanity, but also eliminates a lot of the cognitive dissonance that might keep me from doing my best work. And I just, I, I, I see that, my, you know, and maybe I'm projecting here, so I'd love to get your insight, but I just see that in the way that you're showing up in all these things that you do. You're, I never get the sense that you put on uh, a different hat to speak in this role or that role or that you're um, speaking in a, a different language or a different voice. So I just would love to get your take on how do you show up so consistently and so authentically in all the things that you're doing uh, through the course of your day-to-day -day and your week-to-week? -week? Oh, thank you for that. Thanks. Good question. So lots of inner work. <laughs> lots of inner work and lots of great people along my path uh, to help me move along in this life uh, because you're, you're not doing life on your own. Um, and just really leaning in to resources and your network um, because every day is different and that makes life interesting. Uh, so, you know, somebody has asked me, you know, well, how do you do all that? Well, I have goals for myself and, you know, my family has goals and purpose. And I love that a couple weeks ago, I was at one of the my conversations where you pick up a little card and you read the question and then you respond. And one of the responders said um, about gifts and talents, you know, God gives us these gifts and talents so that we can give them away. Uh, and I just really love that. And it just, you know, went right straight to my heart center because I, I wholeheartedly believe that, that we are here to thrive and care for others. So that I lean into that, infuse that in everything that I do. So I, I really appreciate that, Melissa. It speaks really, you highlighted something that's also really important to the work that you do at the Art of Encore Living, which is un, un, reconnecting with or maybe perhaps discovering for the first time what is that unique gift that you possess what's that hidden talent that you've not tapped into because no one at school encouraged you to explore 
your your uniqueness, your gifts. No no one on the job said, hey, what makes you uniquely you and how can you make the difference only you can make here in this organization? So I would just um, love to pull that thread a, a little bit more and just, you know, it's, it sounds to me, if I'm reflecting back improperly, I want you to let me know, but it sounds like what I'm hearing is that you feel that part of your unique gift, your talent, the difficulty you can make is this idea of, of service and of, of enhancing the lives of others by sharing your gifts, creative, collaborative, communicative, and otherwise. Absolutely. And you, you know, really struck a chord with that encouragement because the poetry uh, during the course was literally my homework. It was personal work. Um, and so I shared it with a very close friend and she said, oh, you need to do something with this. And so, of course, I've been uh, shared it with my husband. And within two weeks of Patty saying you should do something with this, he said, you know, you really should do something with this. And just that little spark in the period of two weeks, I was open and I listened and I thought, what can I do? How can I share this journey? So right away, yeah. yeah. Went to figuring it out. <laughs> well, um, I think probably, probably, you know, just because of your association with military life, you're, you're quite used to figuring things out and, and, and embracing uncertainty and adversity and finding silver linings and hidden uh, possibilities and, and things that might seem hard in the moment. Um, so I, I love all of that. And you just highlighted something else that I think is worth amplifying, and that is um, being open, being present and open to the possibilities that are just within the moment you're in. You know, you did that, you know, George, the events around George Floyd's murder, uh, you know, revealed things to us that had been in front of us for centuries um, that, you know, some of us maybe thought had been solved through um, legislation, um, and, but had clearly not. And, you know, it's one thing to um, be woken up, to become aware, um, and even to acknowledge things as they are. And it's quite another to decide that you're going to do what you can do, that you're going to take some sort of action. Um, and, you know, in your case, to take a stand. Um, and just that speaks to me of, of this idea of courage, which is um, a theme that's coming up in a, in a program I'm going to be a panelist on for uh, so, uh, um, Passive Flourishing, which is a group of women Stoics that are hosting an event about courage. So I'd love to get your take, just, you know, as part of my homework for presenting at that event. How do you think, how do you think about courage and how do you cultivate it and how do you act upon it in the work that you do, the creative work that you do and, and in your, the part that you're playing in the fight for uh, social justice? Oh, that is a big question. Um, I don't know if I consider myself as courageous, but I have 
uh, heard that word to describe me. Um, I, I really draw on the energy and the positivity and the encouragement of, of my network um, to just go out there and, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Um, so, and, and along that, you know, having a divine purpose because it is something that is heart and mind uh, and right in front of me um, that I have to address. Um, and in doing so, I, you know, called on my virtual assistant abilities to self-publish a book uh, so I could save money so that I could give proceeds away to another cause um, to install the Harriet Tubman Monument in Beaufort, South Carolina. So it just continues to be a ripple effect and just the people that have come, again, I'm calling on them along my path um, through this journey. It, it's been incredible and it's nothing that I have planned. So just continuing to be open and be willing uh, to keep moving forward, whatever that looks like. Yeah, well, I love that. I, it's interesting that you mentioned Harriet Tubman, um, a woman that uh, to whom, after she got herself to, you know, moved herself into freedom. Um, is called upon by God to go back. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, her initial response was, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> that, you know, could not ignore um, her purpose, her calling, the vocation mm -hmm. also. Um, and, and I love that you kind of wove in that idea of um, listeners can define that in any way that, that speaks to them. Um, it's something that we talked about a bit about focusing the other bond for living as well is um, you have to surrender yourself to whatever higher power purpose is speaking to you because it wants to speak through you in this uh, you know in this work especially the second half of life which is more about surrender and sacrifice and service than the self pursuit of status and stuff that we're so often involved in culture to do in the first half. Mm -hmm. um, you also mentioned about what we call fellow travelers, depending on your network. Um, it's so important none of us accomplish anything wholly by ourselves. Um, making a difference is flat work, and it's made easier by doing it with the four people you care about. Um, and just to reflect you know, back to the courage question, Melissa, I think that's that's a humongous part of it. Courage is not armoring up and going into battle and, and sacrifice for life. Um, it's, you know, it's doing the thing that you know you need to do even when you don't feel like doing it uh, or even when you're not sure how, how you're going to do it. Um, and so, I, you know, again, love, love to hear your take on that and, and the way that you show up. Um, and do that. I, 
along the lines of you know community and, and surrounding it sounds like you have a really strong um, network and you know so I, I see the pictures of you and your husband online so I know that he is you know at the at the heart of that inner circle but I, just in, in second to last question here how do you think about um, who you let in and who you keep out in terms of you know just being in, in, intentional and having integrity about the people that you're surrounding yourself with and, and working with so that you can make the difference that you're meant to make uh, you know, with, with the people that you serve? I think uh, nothing is by chance, right? <laughs> so people, what is that saying? People are in your life for a reason, a season or something. There's like three parts to that. I forget. Um, but I, and I'm going to go back to the military community because that is such a small community and a close-knit community. And no matter where you are, you seemingly always have a point of contact uh, to reach out to. And especially now that online is so easy to uh, help people stay connected um, for that support or that encouragement uh, or resource share. Uh, and it's, you know, it's both ways. I am a clicker call away for anybody you know, that uh, needs, thinks that I can help them with something. Um, but I think just building those solid relationships um, and really continuing to nurture them along the way. So. One of the things that um, I remember my friend Kelly telling me, uh, it, it, and, you know, she's a mom of now two teenagers, but I've known her since her kids were much younger. And you mentioned, um, I'm sorry, the, the Give me the acronym again for, for moving around. Oh, PCS, permanent change of station. Yes. <laughs> so this is something that happens every, frequently, like every other year uh, it can happen. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. One of things I remember Kelly telling me is, you know, when you're, when you're a military spouse and a mom, you figure out really quickly who, who, who you can trust and who, who you don't, you know, who, who mm -hmm. is for a minute while you, Run an errand, or you know, you call when bad news comes, or when things are difficult trying. And so, it's part of what I'm hearing in your response is um, it just seems like that kind of life encourages you to tap into your inner wisdom and your instincts and intuition much more than those of us that are not in in the mill, you know, experiencing um, the rigor of military life um, are, you know, we tend to ignore our instincts and intuition much of the time. I don't know if you have any, any reflections on that. No, I agree because we are in, in the moment so many times, so frequently for just a little while. So you have to take action. You have to dig in because then you're on to the next duty station. Uh, so it, it, if you want to get involved in the community, you have to make that, uh, you know, to-do list and start checking it off because then you're going to be moving on. Um, you can always go back, uh, but you're always, you know, on the move. So, 
Yeah, definitely. It has made me more organized, definitely a planner. Uh, so uh, you can draw a, a lot of things from that experience, definitely. All right. I said second to last question, but I do have um, another second to last question. I don't know if that's possible. But anyway, I've been meaning to ask you this forever. And you and I have been in communication many times. And I, I can't believe I've not asked you this before. But you know, I see the honeycomb behind you. I see the bee, uh, you know, weaving into your branding. And uh, just to satisfy my own curiosity, I'm just curious about why the association and maybe how the association with um, bees came, came to be a part of your brand. Oh, my goodness. And it's so great that you asked that question today because today actually starts my birthday month. Uh, so kind of a throwback paper chaser. Um, and originally, I thought I was going to be in a more consulting role, you know, um, assisting people how to. But I quickly found people needed help with uh, doing the thing. So they really needed a worker bee. So that became the, the logo, the bee, the busy bee, the worker bee. And coincidentally, ironically, I found out later that Melissa in Greek means honeybee. So I can truly embody the brand. Uh, so that is really the story of behind the bee. <laughs> I love that. I can't remember the exact quote, but there's there's a quote from Marcus Aurelius about um, uh, bees and hives. It's something along the lines of, you know, what what is not good for the bee is not good for the hive type of thing. And oh, ah, yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yes, um, I, I, I'll find it and, and try to drop it in the in the comments below um, the replay here. That would be awesome. We're coming to the end of our time uh, together, Melissa. But there's always the, the final question and the one that I would love to share with. Um, my community through the blog and through the email, but also in other places is you've already shared a lot of wisdom about how someone can step into and live into their purpose and, and live a more fulfilled and prosperous life doing work that they're meant to do with what people care about. But if there's just one last, it can be a, a, a maxim you live by, a quote, uh, just a, a piece of advice or something along those lines that um, will help someone that's tuning in see and step into their power to live into their potential doing the work that matters uh, in, in alignment with their purpose. What would that, what, what, what would you tell them? Oh my goodness, so many good things are like zooming around in my brain right now. Um, but I am going to draw on the verse that says uh, to the effect of, you know, walk humbly, uh, love mercy, do justice. So uh, that that kind of sums it up, uh, I think, for me. And to you know, share share that ripple effect. I love that. Very clear, very direct, and uh, absolutely on point. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Melissa and I really appreciate you lending us your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast and discussion helps you take a bolder step at the possibility of living your legacy. You can learn more about Melissa down below at paperchaserbiz. Oops, I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. Paperchaserbiz.com. And of course, it is always great to see you at Creative on Purpose as well. Now, please take the insight and inspiration from this conversation and use it to fly higher in the difference 
only you can make. Don't forget to, if you're tuning in where there's a place to leave comments, leave an insight, lesson, aha, or takeaway, or a question. And if you're tuning in where there is a possibility of leaving a review, please leave a five-star review so that more of the right people can collide with the wisdom that Melissa shared with us today. Melissa St. Clair, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your wisdom with us here today. Thank you so much. I love being here.